0: After 25 years in the fashion industry, I've realized that fashion is not really about the clothes, it's about the people. I'm Laura Van Root and this is What We Wore. This episode was a special opportunity to sit down with my friend and colleague, Scott Newkirk, to reflect back on the beginnings of What We Wore and our recent milestone of our 100th episode. Scott, glad to have you in the studio in person.
1: Thank you very much. It's really good to be here.
0: It is really good to be here. Good to be in the same room with you.
1: Thank you. It's always good to ask you questions.
0: (laughs) I rarely don't have an answer.
1: I know, it's true. That's the best part. Six seasons. Six seasons. A hundred interviews or episodes (laughs) and so many stories, so much information. It's kind of a time capsule, really, which I think is really interesting. What brought about the idea to even start this podcast?
0: We've been in business um, nearly 25 years, and since the very beginning, one of the big parts of the business and one of the things that was most important to me was to bring designers from all over the world here and introduce them to people in in our community. And the way that we always did it was to have, I mean, a trunk show usually, but really it was um, a dinner. And oftentimes for the first at least 15 years at my house <laughs> and now in the store in the beautiful courtyard. And, you know, it's a small courtyard and my house is small too. So, you know, you could invite maximum 25 people. And we certainly try to change that around and, and invite different people every time so that they can meet these designers. But I felt like there was a real opportunity to to share people's stories with more people. Right. And I, podcasting, I guess, was, you know happening it wasn't as huge as it is now I guess but I think Meredith came up with the idea I think and said um, our producer and said why don't we do a podcast and I was like sure whatever (laughs) I mean nobody will ever listen you know (laughs) of course we could do it but I think the other thing was that I had been on a podcast actually a local podcast with a guy I love named Tommy Tomlinson who's a Longtime Charlotte Observer writer and a beautiful author writer, it was the first time I had really loved an interview. It's not that great. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but it was the first time I really felt like um, myself when. Newspapers or or magazines do interviews with you or blogs. At that time, you know, for, for many years, they take things out of context. They 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 make your words they they
1: manipulate them. Yeah, manipulate
0: them to sound the way they wanted the right. article to sound. You know, exactly. and, and take them out. And and I always was like, Ugh. and always the pictures I hated of me, and you know, like, oh, I look like such a jerk, and I I, you know, I sound like a jerk. And, and and Tommy's was the first time where I just I, I might have sounded like a jerk, but I really I really just felt like myself. Right. You know? And I think there's really something about your voice, hearing your voice, mm-hmm. and th- that it's really hard to be fake. It's really hard not to. You know, you ha- there's a lot to remember if you're lying and <laughs> not telling the truth about right. who you are and what you believe. And and so there was something just really special about it. And I thought there's nobody in fashion doing this, you know. And 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 Vogue was you know, diminishing. I mean, all magazines were diminishing, unfortunately. And there just was no place for designers to share their story. And especially in an authentic way that I think really allowed them to tell who they were, where they come from, why they do what they do. I had the funniest conversation with my husband, with Perry, a couple days ago. He (laughs) He said something about, oh, I heard you did a podcast with So I don't even know who it was, so-and-so. And and I said, yeah. And he said, I mean, so did y'all just talk about his clothes? And I was like, what? And he said, he's (laughs) never listened to one of my podcasts. Uh, He said... Not even mine? No. I I don't know. I don't think... Well, listen, I don't know. He could be (sighs) tricking us. But he said, I thought the podcast was about what people wear. And I was like, "Uh, no, we don't really talk about clothes ever the whole time. It's really about people's journeys and, and how they got where they are and why and all of the things. And he was like, oh, wow. I should probably listen to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: Maybe. I mean, <laughs> someday. <laughs> well,
1: your earlier episodes seem to be mostly with friends or people that you knew pretty well. And of course, that evolved over time.
0: Well, we did that because I didn't know. I mean, I still don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I right. really didn't know It was a I was really doing. good way to
1: get started. Yeah. What is it about the interview process that you love or that you've discovered that you love?
0: I just love people. I have yeah. a real curiosity about people and really about their journeys. I mean, yeah. I love to hear, and I love weird journeys. Like, I love that it takes people, you know, people's journeys go up and down and all around to get where they are supposed to be. And, and the real theme that you hear through almost every journey is that all of the bad things, all of the things they thought were mistakes, always are the things that contributed to, to making them, to, to taking them where they are today. Yeah. There are no bad journeys. Journeys, you know, if you're True. learning and listening. Along that was the actually way. one
1: of my questions because there are so many variety of stories. Yeah. But there's there's got to be something that that still sort of bonds everybody together that unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's really what it is.
0: Well, I mean, I always say that to Fifi. I say that mm-hmm. you know, there are no bad boyfriends. I mean, the bad ones really show you what you don't want, and that's a good experience. Completely. Hard <laughs> as it might be to Hard get through as it, it might be. that's yeah. when you learn
1: things. <laughs> the podcast is called What We Wore. Yeah. But strangely. That's not much of what we talk about.
0: Yeah, that's know. what I um, didn't which, know.
1: What came up with, or how did you come up with the the, the name? What we wore, and what, what are you thinking about? I think, that?
0: I mean, I think that was the original intention, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it became very clear, probably in the first episode, that that's not really what anything's about. I mean, I don't, you know, I love clothes, but like not that much. I love people way more than clothes. Right. <laughs> and and I, but but I think that the prom question is just such a fun, and incredible question to have at the end because. It's so disarming, and you learn so much about people and their ability to laugh at themselves and their ability yep. to not take themselves too seriously. I mean, you learn that so quickly. I guess it's, the, it's always the last question we ask, but it's so, it's so funny how people get – and I don't, I'm sure some of the people have listened to this to, to the podcast before so they know it's coming, but right. people just get so excited, and they laugh, and they it's like they all of a sudden just become total, like, real – Humans and they're kind of like, oh my god, you can't believe the worst, I wore the worst thing. <laughs> uh, but so that's the only thing we really ask, like, what did what you wore? But all, almost everybody um, that's been on the podcast does work somehow in fashion or some bit of right, fashion, I right. guess, and style or something like that. And so I do think. I mean, I have, I remember everything, you know, I remember what I wore the first day of school in kindergarten. I remember, I mean, clothing has always been a really um, important thing to me. I'm a real tactile, visual person. And so for some reason, I thought that that was a good way to start because I, that, I, I, like, I have just so many visual memories, clothing memories. There's
1: also something uh, about what we wore. That it is also talks about maybe subconsciously what our journeys were. Yeah. You know, and I think, I don't think we've really, I've ever, never, you never know, thought about it really, but it is, you know, what we've been through.
0: Well, it is. And what you we've know,
1: put on ourselves. Yes, exactly. You know?
0: Exactly. Because that is, isn't clothing that, like it's armor yeah. that we put on exactly. to face the world and, and also to show the world who we are and what we believe yeah. in and where we're going and all of those things. And so yeah, it is a metaphor for that, I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't think it was conscious, but no. you know, you really if you think about it. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: There, there was a great book called Love, Loss and What We What I Wore years Ago, which I loved. It's a small book, but then I think mm-hmm. it really became a play in on Broadway. Cool. And it was and it was this uh, woman talking about the, the the trajectory of her life and it was, you know, it started off with her communion dress, her, her, I mean, all all the things along the way. And and I I just think it's a nice memory keeping thing or something, or or almost a way to, to bookmark. It's Um, like
1: songs. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: Yeah. Um, In the beginning we definitely asked, you know, what was your childhood like what did do you do you remember what's your first fashion memory mm-hmm. what did your mother wear you know like what are your memories and that and i do think that sort of disarms people too and makes them a little more i don't open. Know. yeah open i was telling meredith last week that um our follow up questions at the end end of the interview, like that she'll tell me at the end of the interview some of the things she thinks I missed, and I'll ask them at the end. And those are some of the best answers because I think people think that they're finished and they're like, oh yeah, you know, really open and uh, totally. e- answer easily. Right, so right. it's interesting. I mean, I really don't know what I'm doing. I enjoy it so much, yep. you know, because I'm I really am so curious about people's journeys yep. and. I think that's also, I think that keeps people young. I think if you're curious, you'd stay young forever.
1: Some of the more profound interviews.
0: In fashion, you talk so they talk so much about sustainability. It's like over and over and over and nobody really knows what it means and, Mara Hoffman did an incredible job talking about sustainability and almost going out of, bus- of business because of it, because of her beliefs. And then Vanessa from Another Tomorrow—I I mean, she gave the best answer I thought in a hundred podcasts. <laughs> um, I asked her, like, what should what should everybody be asking about their clothing? What should we know about our clothing? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, "You should know that every piece of clothing that you own, the person who made it made." Uh, made a living wage, and if you think about things like that, I mean, it does cut out a really big part of the clothing industry. And I, I just loved that answer. I thought it was so thoughtful and yep. so simple, and just it, it doesn't—it's—it's not more complicated than that. I and we mean, can say that about everything. Food, everything. Everything in your life. Yeah. yeah food. I mean, exactly. everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I thought that I was that. really, really it's nice. Great.
1: You're hearing everyone else's life journeys and their conversations get pretty intimate, but. You've had your own journey through your breast cancer, mm-hmm. and in this time, and, it, and it's a big change of consciousness, I would think. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and yeah. How that did that shape your ideas about interviewing people afterwards, and you know, was there a shift in the spirit of the a podcast that you have been able to notice? For sure, yeah. yeah.
0: And to, and actually, today, Scott is the, my one-year anniversary from my first surgery. Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Truly, like what what a body can do in a year and and the amount of healing that um, can take place is pretty extraordinary. I mean, I'm I'm, maybe not obviously, but I'm in therapy for it, but I do think that I, yes, I mean going through breast cancer and something that painful and upsetting and all those things, it definitely cuts out all of the things that aren't important anymore. I think that I listen very differently. I, I yeah. think I listen, and that that for me has always been something I've worked on: is listening and listening better. Um, and it is funny how a major, uh, you know, life event like cancer can, I guess, just. Make you better at that, and and also I think listening to people's stories, I think that you have way more empathy and understanding, and I hope so. I mean, yeah. I, and you know, it's it's one of those things too. Like I hope it doesn't change. You know, like right. I hope I, I hope I always remember that. I hope that doesn't like get better.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it was, not only were you healing yourself, but you also just stopped. Yeah. And and to have the opportunity to not be distracted by so much around you. Yeah. That alone is a way to practice that. Going forward, you know, just give yourself time to stop and and sort of clear your head and not be on that hamster wheel for so long that, you know, you you kind of lose sight of things.
0: And I've never done that. And and I should, you know, I I probably should have listened to more of the 100 100 interviews because a lot of the most profound people have taken time off and have, you know, changed directions and things like that. And so for me, it has been just a wonderful thing, weirdly, one of the best years of my life and, and really focused me a little bit more I right. think and yeah. and got rid of all the things that are not important
1: that's great I'd love to hear if you had, speaking of surprises, any surprise connections with people or, or you know, did you anyone that resonated with you, anyone in particular? Uh,
0: I'll have to think about it. I yeah. mean, I think one of the things that has been a little bit interesting is that almost every, not almost everybody, but I think the majority of the people I, I knew before, I've mm-hmm. met before. There are very few that I've met on the podcast. Right. And a lot of times, we'll, you know, early on, especially when we, you know, before the pandemic, we did almost all of them in person and we would do them. We'd have our dinner at the store with clients the night before, and then the next day we do the podcast, and I never wanted to really, I felt so rude, and I would kind of tell the people at the dinner, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm not really going to talk to you that much tonight just because I just don't want to mess up Spoiler. our spontaneity, yeah, yeah, totally. and I don't want to know, no. you know, I want to learn all of the things tomorrow. I would say the other thing that I have found really interesting, say an interview with somebody like brent neal talking about postpartum depression and her issues with that you know that's not it's interesting with fashion especially you know it's all about you know looking great and everything's amazing right (laughs) and so I i don't think that i ever knew that about her because that's not what was um shown in the media but for me I connected so much more with her in hearing that, and I have such a different affinity for her after knowing that. Right. It's a shame that more. I mean, I guess I don't know if that's there's a place in Vogue for that. I don't know, but I've enjoyed being a part of that part of sharing people's stories right. because it,
1: it's a very unique thing about the podcast to me that you're you might be interviewing people that the audience has heard of and they know who they are, they wear their clothes or whatever it is, but yeah. And you might know where they're from, who they used to work for, but nothing that is as intimate as as the subject matters that that kind of come up. and, And to be able to find that. Sort of maybe this way of of relating to people more through their stories that that you wouldn't get the opportunity for, for people at that level of recognition or whatever, you know I mean?
0: Well, I mean, I think even like with Irene, we've had, I think we have have had two podcasts with Irene and I learned a lot about Irene that I didn't know before. And she's Mm -hmm. one of my closest friends.
1: I've heard that a lot of younger listeners in particular find inspiration in these podcasts. A quote from someone was: uh, "I started my own fashion brand, and these interviews are keeping me focused and excited, and out of self-doubt." Huh? What do you think people can learn about leadership in these episodes?
0: Every single person struggles, and and fashion is such a tough industry. And I think even for young for young designers or young people wanting to be designers, just to hear founders' voices is is real. I, I just think. Fashion is so just the smoke and mirrors is so ridiculous. For sure. Like you yep. just think everybody just pops up and is you know really successful. I mean, just to hear a human voice talk about the struggles and I mean that, that I'm really proud of that. I think that also you know to hear all of these stories, you learn that almost everybody's if they had great success, it came after great failure. You right. know, <laughs> and and to know that everybody falls and a lot of people fall really hard. And that's almost always where you find your breakthrough. I mean, we were
1: talking about that earlier. It's like when you make those mistakes or when you make bad decisions or, you know, you don't know they're bad until you make them. And and, and that's where the learning process starts. And I think for a young person to be able to see that, oh, I don't have to do it right, (laughs) Right. actually. I can actually do it wrong and still get it right. Yeah. Thinking of things that you've learned from the podcast, how have you interjected that into your own personal or business life?
0: I mean, sure. But I think the bigger thing is just like, people are people. Like, right. everybody's just the same, you know? Like, people are just people. Everybody's special. Nobody's special. Like, we're all just the same. We're all just all struggling on the same planet, trying to figure it out, you know? I don't think any great secret other than, like, yeah, everybody's, everybody's struggling, you know? Yeah. It's hard. It is. Hard. But also rewarding. And, you know, I have to say, and, and especially, I've, I think I said this before, but especially post-cancer, like... I love what I do. Oh my gosh, I love fashion. I love it. It drives me crazy. It bugs me. It annoys me. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, I just do. I love every part of it. I was so excited to get back in market and to um, just to be back in it, and not just since cancer, but also just since pandemic. Like I, I just, I love it, and I definitely do things differently than I did before. I For mean, sure. definitely edited down and only doing the things I love the most and. I'm better at It's a great that. place to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what an incredible industry. What a fun industry. It's like Christmas every day. It's like so exciting every day. <laughs> and so much
1: so much diversity within it all. It's so, just you know, yes, yeah, so so
0: multi-layered. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a really great industry. It's really fun. And it's just been fun to like you said, almost document this time capsule of you know, the last several years in fashion and a hundred designers. In a
1: way that a lot of people really, I mean, haven't done before. Yeah. We don't have that kind of intimate history. So, okay, I want to play a game. Yeah. I'm going to give you a name of someone you've interviewed, and I want you to give me the first answer that comes back to you, something that really resonated with you from that person. Okay. First name, Erin Wright. Lovely Erin.
0: I really had no idea about her experience with a brain tumor. I mean, that was extraordinary. I, I, she connected with me during breast cancer, but now I really understand why she did, and she really did understand pain and mm-hmm. sadness and all of those things. And yeah, I mean, that was incredible. Had, had no idea.
1: Okay, next, Bunny Shapiro.
0: <laughs> I mean, Bunny Shapiro, I mean... Obviously had no idea that Bunny Shapiro was not her name. I mean, it is her name, and she is Bunny Shapiro more than anything in the world, but that was a shocking story, and I (laughs) loved it so much. And it was that was one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, she's such a darling girl. Claire Crespo. Oh, I mean, speaking of darling girls, I mean, oh, just just crazy for her. I don't know, other than, I mean, just wanted to hug her, and that was so bad that we were remote, because I would have (laughs) just... <laughs> got rolled on the floor hugging her. I love She's her wonderful. so much. Yeah.
1: Jeffrey Kalinsky.
0: Oh, you know, I mean Jeffrey. That was a shocker too, just because I had only known him professionally for you know over twenty years. We're really close friends, and especially from that episode, I mm-hmm. think that he opened up so much, and he was he was so generous with with sharing. Uh, I mean, that, we have a completely different relationship now. He's a he is a wonderful person. Tony Goodman. Oh, my God. I was so intimidated. I was so nervous. But she was so dear. I mean, she was lovely. And hearing the stories about her mother, I think, were um, really impactful.
1: Mm-hmm. Tracy Fife.
0: Well, Tracy. <laughs> we're all in love with Tracy.
1: <laughs> We've <laughs> all been in
0: love. So I think I probably giggled, like, way too much in that interview. But, you know, I, I never knew, actually, that Tracy was a pattern cutter. I've known him for 25 years. I had no idea what a tech what a technician he is. I mean, I I didn't know that. I was so excited to learn about that. That was amazing. That's
1: very cool. J.J. Martin.
0: Well, J.J., I I mean, I've known her for a long time, but I, I I mean, that was the first time I had ever heard her talk about her spiritual journey. And now, I mean, she's really sharing that with the world, (laughs) but that was a pretty revolutionary one. I, I was really surprised, not surprised, but beautifully, happily surprised at how much she shared about who she really is and what she believes.
1: The Fortunato sisters.
0: I think the twins, the, the, the Fortunatos twins. were um I think that was our most downloaded episode, a first designer episode. I was so nervous about it because it was twins. And so I think in that I was mm-hmm. worried that you wouldn't know which was which who was talking. You probably didn't. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't <laughs> listened in a while, but um but I was worried about that and I was just worried about navigating a conversation with two different people.
1: Well, because you've not really
0: I'd never done it before. Done two people, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Stefan Jansen.
0: That was super. And um, he just actually is so funny. He texted me last week and said, I just, for the first time, listened to our episode. He said, it made me so happy. I loved it so much. And he, uh, same kind of thing. Like, you know, it's my favorite interview I've ever done. I think because like he felt like himself. But I I loved hearing the stories about Saint Laurent and, um, and Stefan yeah. as a young person hanging out mm-hmm. with Pierre yep. Berger and Eve. Yes. I mean, that was really amazing. Amazing. Jane Pendry. Oh my God, Jane Pendry. All of our personal favorite. I mean, who doesn't love Jane, <laughs> Jane Pendry? Jane, Jane, Janey. Those were amazing, too. I mean, to hear about her Celerant days and Laura Ashley. I mean, I will say there's a real theme in a lot of podcasts about Laura Ashley. <laughs> A lot of us have a very deep love for Laura Ashley, and, and she was the designer for Laura Ashley. But yeah, oh, Jane's the really coolest. And Biba. Yeah, I loved yeah, hearing about totally. Biba. And in fact, I read the Biba story, that her autobiography actually. Um, After that. Yeah, it was so good. I really recommend Amazing.
1: it. Amazing. <laughs> Marie Helen.
0: Well, Maria Lynn is, I think, everybody's guru. So sure. I don't even know. I definitely blacked out in that interview because anytime I'm around Maria Lynn, I just can listen for, I could listen to f- for 50 hours. Whatever she says, I'm like, yes. I'm
1: like, <laughs> Say
0: it again. I don't know. She's just so wise and she's so kind and, oh, I, I'm I'm crazy for Maria Lynn.
1: Pippa Small? That was yeah, 100, wasn't it? That was it?
0: 100, yeah. Pippa Small. Gosh, that was incredible. And, um, the whole story was amazing but also just the conch shell in her arm I will never forget it and it's so beautiful and I and I've known her for a while and I don't know that I ever noticed that it's been there the entire time but that was pretty incredible to be in the presence of it (laughs) (laughs) and it's so pretty and she's so beautiful and just so um, radiant she's a lovely person
1: Mira Makati.
0: Mira Makati. Oh, I love Mira. And th- that was such a great episode talking about Beirut and her story about thunder. I mean, that was extraordinary. You know, I mean, things yeah. that I-, I never would have known. I mean, I don't, nobody would have known. No. I don't think she's ever shared that with yeah. anybody. I mean, in, you know, in public. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and the more we do this, I mean, the more, the more I, I even love fashion even more. Like, it just, you know, it's an extraordinary group of people. The it really people is. that are. It yeah. is. Yeah and people that have been in the business forever too like it's mm-hmm. i mean i think that's been one part that's really fun like i said you know knowing Tracy Fife for 25 years from mm-hmm. when he first started. And I love hearing these things. And I love also knowing that I've known so many of these people for, for many, many years, yep. my entire career.
1: You kind of don't think about it until...
0: No, you don't. You know. Well, and, and you don't... And I mean, I, I'm 50. Like, that sounds crazy. But also, like, you don't, you know, to have had the store for nearly 25 years. That sounds like a long time when you say it out loud, you know? It
1: does. <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Because yeah, like we said, I mean, it's it's a tough business. It's not an easy business. You have, to, you have to really love it. You and I happen to really love it.
1: <laughs> I couldn't do anything much, much else, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, I've got like three things that I can do, and <laughs> I focus on that. Favorite prom dresses from your guests?
0: <laughs> I guess it would have to be Katie Hobbs from Akara who I think went to the prom with somebody a guy who had been kicked out of school or something and she left him in the limo. <laughs> went to the prom. So I don't and I, I mean she's so pretty. I'm not I can't remember. I mean her dress was beautiful, I think.
1: Well there's so many decades of people Exactly. Too. So it's That's like super you know and, and when I hear someone talking about something that they wore when they graduated from high school in like like two thousand four, I'm just like
0: What? I know, I know. Give
1: me something more interesting than that. <laughs> exactly. You
0: know? Well yeah you do But things
1: changed, I mean yeah. so much that I think, I think things I think some dresses even like twenty years ago are are just as a, as a, you know wearable today. Well I mean whereas
0: Alexa Smart had the world's prettiest dress and she looked 1978's I mean,
1: a different story.
0: To, no, she's she's I think she's our age-ish, you know. She and, yeah. and her dress was really cool. I, I mean I definitely need to figure out I, I hope I've done an okay job in the moment figuring out you know, our, our English or international guests who don't have proms.
1: Right, <laughs> And I've right. been
0: like, all right, what about your favorite, uh, you know, with Andrew Gooden, I think it was, what was your favorite uniform <laughs> 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 from the Army? I don't know. So, I but I, I think that that's such a fun question. Uh, I don't know if I've ever shared mine. Let's hear it. <laughs> my earlier one, my maybe 10th ele- or maybe 10th grade one was obviously Laura Ashley, <laughs> the one. And it was this beautiful French blue, Polished cotton puff sleeve sweetheart neckline. Sounds line. like something you'd sell now. Yeah, it does, kind of. We do carry some Laura Ashley, the Laura Ashley by Batshiva. <laughs> it was such a pretty dress, and I've never worn that color again. It's such a not like a color I would really. I think I, I think I got it with my parents. We'd been in Europe, and um, they had this very famous um, Laura Ashley had an August sale and everything was 75% off or something. And so that was pretty much the pilgrimage for me. That was the entire reason I went to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, yeah, and I think I bought it for 75% off for 100 pounds or something. It was so pretty. Do you still have it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Scott. Of course I do.
1: I've gotten rid of everything.
0: (laughs) Really? Oh, well, you Mm -hmm. remember it all. What We Wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. City